0: Hey, Soma Midtown, Brandon Shields here. It is Thursday, June the 11th, and I want to welcome you to another episode of our podcast designed to help you practice the way of Jesus in a time of global pandemic and social unrest. This week on our podcast, we've been talking about this idea from Henry Nowen of being a contemplative activist, and we said that in order to sustain kind of a, a commitment to social justice and a lifestyle of reconciliation in the world, that we have to have a deep uh, commitment to an interior life with God and communion with God. And so we're looking at different practices that help renew our life in the world. We looked at solitude a few days ago and how that renews our presence in the world. Yesterday, we looked at uh, silence and how that has the potential to renew our words. And today I want to look at the practice of Sabbath and how Sabbath uh, renews our soul, the core, the executive center of our being that kind of unifies and integrates uh, every dimension of our of our personhood. And uh, I define Sabbath as essentially, um, just a real simple definition, as slowing down to create space for regular rhythms of resting in God and His grace. And Sabbath, originally, when it was given as a command uh, in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, and you can read about it, uh, kind of reiterate again in the book of Deuteronomy, um, it was very much an act of resistance, right? The children of Israel had been brought out of slavery, and there had been a regime change, you could say, from the administration and laws of the Pharaoh to those of Yahweh, and really... Sabbath-keeping was given as this contrast between two narratives, two political narratives, two uh, systems, if you want to call them that. That of Pharaoh, representing kind of this anxious product- productivity uh, narrative, and then that of Yahweh, which was a narrative of rest and, and grace and dignity, kind of a recovery of the Imago day that had been obliterated for 400 years of oppression and violence and slavery. And so it was given as an act of resistance saying, you are not slaves. Your identity is not as um, units of productivity as commodities, but rather as free children of God. And so God establishes this new society on the basis uh, of Sabbath. Like Sabbath is what was designed to be the first day of the week. Six days you shall work Um, the first day of the week you will rest. That's why the Jews actually called it the queen. The Sabbath was the queen. It was the beginning of the work week, not the end. Um, It was giving God their best, not their leftovers. It was kind of the launching pad for uh, everything else that happened In life. And so I would argue that today Sabbath is still as much as an act of resistance in a world that is busy, in a world that's hurried, in a world that is full of unrest, um, in a world where we're tempted constantly to live out of a time poverty, pushing beyond our boundaries, pushing beyond our limits, just the constant pull and tug of social media, uh, the need to be on the gift of Sabbath is more a gift now than it's ever been. And so I just wanna um, remind you about the four movements of Sabbath and then invite you to receive the gift of Sabbath uh, this week in the words of Jesus. And so there are four basic movements and these come from Marva Don, who's one of my favorite authors on uh, the practice of Sabbath. Um, The four movements are ceasing first and foremost, the word Shabbat uh, from which we get our word Sabbath literally means to cease or to stop. We cease from work, we cease from productivity, we cease from our striving and our accomplishments and our anxiety and our worry and our uh, commerce, our buying and our selling, and just the grind of everyday life. We stop, right? That's what we see God doing in Genesis chapter 2. He, he stops from his work, right? And and he lives uh, and, he, and he pronounces this blessing over creation. He acknowledges the dignity of creation, Um, and he just simply stops and we too must learn to stop. We must learn to put down our activism, put down our work, put down our vocations because work's never going to be completely done. If we're waiting for everything to be done and everything to be perfect, it's just never going to happen. Right. And so we have to be intentional about, um, reminding ourselves that, um, while the things that we're doing are important and necessary, particularly in this moment, they're not indispensable. We are not indispensable. The world will go on. God will continue to move the universe towards his purposes, whether we rest or not, right? Whether we relax or not, whether we set aside our work or not. And so the first movement is literally to cease. The second movement of Sabbath is to rest, right? Holistic rest, spiritual rest, physical rest, emotional rest, and uh, intellectual rest. Rest and um, and even relational rest. We set aside some of our relationships. We set aside um, some of our commitments, and we just rest. We put down our phones. We hide them uh, and in places where we can't get to them. We set aside a twenty four hour period of time to rest deeply. Um, the third movement is embracing. We don't just stop doing things, but we we remember that Sabbath is really about God, reorienting our life to God right? Reorienting ourselves to God. We embrace God and his grace. We embrace others like our families um, and our some of our closest relationships. And then finally, the, the last movement is feasting. It's a time to delight, to celebrate, to play, to worship, right? And this is the sense in which God refreshed himself as our example in Genesis chapter two. He set aside his work, not because he was tired. God has unlimited and uh, you know, he's not finite. He has unlimited resources, unlimited vision, but God stopped and he stepped back to enjoy his creation. And we too must be invited to step into Sabbath, um, as a time as an invitation to celebrate, to play. And so I just want to leave you with these words from Jesus. And I want want you to receive this as your invitation, Matthew 11, Jesus speaking to his disciples, he says this, uh, he says, Come to me all you who are weary, all you who are burdened, and I will give you rest. That is the invitation still to us today. Come, those who are weary. Are you weary today? Are you burdened with uh the pandemic, with all of the protests and the 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 need that you feel to to work and to get things done and to fix things and to provide solutions and to you know research and process and and just figure everything out. Are you burdened with the emotional weight of anger or guilt or sadness? I don't know what your burdens look like today, but I want you to receive this invitation from Jesus to experiment with Sabbath, to stop your work, to rest in him and his grace, to embrace him and to feast on his goodness and his presence and his power. I love the way that Eugene Peterson says it. Um, And I'll just close with this. He he paraphrases that as come to me, get away with me, And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. In the imagination of your mind, as you think about Jesus, picture him with arms open, inviting you to come and to embrace him, to rest in his presence, to to just collapse into his arms, to sit on his lap, And to learn the unforced rhythms of grace jesus doesn't bring burdens he relieves burdens he invites us to truly find the deep rest that our soul needs and it's out of that rest that we move back out into the world to work for him so i pray that this invitation would be for you today just one of freedom that you could come and you could sit in his presence that you would set aside time maybe starting with 12 hours or 18 hours and eventually working your way up to 24 hours but being intentional about setting aside that time and, and and scheming together with those closest to you in your missional community in your discipleship group your roommates your family members your spouse to make sure that you set aside this time this rhythm for the queen for prayer and and playing and celebrating and feasting on god's grace Grace and peace to you as you go through all the rest of this day.